welcome to the Invisible Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Ashland. Thank you for joining me on this journey, where I'll be your guide, personal therapist, hype man, guru, and even urban monk, as we switch our mentalities and move towards something greater. Where must we go? We who wander this wasteland in search of our better selves. The Invisible Happiness awaits. Welcome back, and we are on our third show already. It is episode three, chugging right along. I want to thank all of everyone who has listened so far. Thank you so much. It is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, Make sure you subscribe or follow on any of those podcasting platforms that you're listening to the show on. And also make sure you check out the website, theinvisiblehappiness.com. There's a lot more information there, as well as an opportunity to sign up for the email list. I will not spam you. It is strictly to inform you of new episodes and any other great news or opportunities for giveaways and things like that that may come up, Um, but you will not get spammed. But uh, definitely sign up for that email list. That will help me out so much. So for the past two episodes, I have talked about a few things, but I've preached to you over and over again about uh, being honest with yourself not lying to yourself and, and being honest is going to be the best way for you to kind of move forward in a lot of different ways. And so that kind of brought up another question from someone else. And they kind of came to me and said, well, how do you know when you're lying? Like, how do you, how do you know when you're, when you're lying to yourself? Like, how, how do you be honest with yourself, basically? So today we're going to discuss the destruction of self lies, aka motivated false beliefs. And as psychologists will call it, Self-deception. A self-deception isn't all bad. Uh, it does satisfy important psychological needs for us as human beings to be able to get through our day. And when you think about self-deception, it's much more complex than just lying to yourself. It goes much deeper than that. Uh, there's so many things rooted in being able to deceive yourself, uh, whether it be you know, helping your self-esteem, overconfidence, uh, just being able to survive and have self-preservation, that it's comfortable, it's convenient, it's easy to kind of rely on a lie that you believe in order to kind of help yourself mentally uh, get through tragedy and different things like that. So self-deception does supply a lot of psychological things that can be good, um, but mostly if you really get to a point where it's detrimental uh, to yourself, it really does create this destructive uh, negative consequence that can come out of these lies that you tell yourself constantly. Many of so- social psychologists uh, say and believe that we lie to ourselves unconsciously in an effort to boost our own self-esteem, confidence, and to feel better. And I truly believe that. Uh, you can think about that throughout your day. Uh, if you, even if you're like just Doing public speaking, for, for instance, you may boost yourself up, hype yourself up, make yourself and lie to yourself and say you're really good at something, you're really good at this, or just kind of overcompensating to feel comfortable, even though deep down you know it's a complete bullshit lie. But you may tell yourself that in order to help ease the mind of feeling this overbearing anxiety about it. But breaking down and understanding the root of a lie and particularly what lies you're telling yourself will ultimately help you become better. And the more you can improve and become a better person, the happier you're gonna be at the end of the day. So my biggest question to you to think about overarching throughout this entire episode is what lies do you tell yourself? So just kind of keep that in the back of your mind as uh, we kind of go through this whole thing today. 
It's just what lies do you tell yourself? You probably tell yourself lies that you don't even think are lies because they just become so accustomed and convenient and comfortable with them. They probably just are part of your identity in, in some ways. And you might even realize that you're even lying in the first place. So I'm just going to cover a couple of the biggest lies we tell ourselves that probably every single person has told themselves just to kind of get your mind rolling and kind of get an understanding of what I mean by self-deception. So one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves is just denial, just flat out denying something. Denial is big. Denial, denial, like denial. Denial is big because it's about self-preservation. It's a psychological defense mechanism that protects us against bad news and tragedy that, you know, you're, you're, you can respond to that in a very, you can see that as a good thing, I guess, if it's, if it's protecting you from a very, something that may cause you a psychological break or an anxiety in a sense, but at the same time, by denying it and by being in denial and not confronting the issue or confronting what's going on or, or telling yourself it's not true, what's happening, you are also d damaging yourself in ways because you're not facing the issue. You're not solving the issue or seeing what's actually wrong or even accepting what's happening in your life or happening at the time. And ultimately that could lead to negative consequences down the road. Another big lie we tell ourselves is just general arrogance or overconfidence. Unrealistic optimism can be very damaging to your psyche because you can set high expectations and start to believe things that will never happen and never be real for yourself. And the when those things don't happen, you can really set yourself for a huge downfall and disappointment that can kind of spiral out of control and ultimately lead you to a very dark place uh, mentally. So you definitely want to be careful of that. Um, being confident is one thing and, and having faith in, in yourself and believing in yourself is one thing. But when you get to a point where you're overcompensating for that and really setting yourself up to, to have a major failure that you're not prepared mentally for can be really, really detrimental. And the one last uh, big lie that we tell ourselves is actually the opposite of overconfidence. It is downplaying your actual skills and talents. It's self-handicapping yourself. It's putting limitations on yourself that actually don't exist. It is not setting your expectations too high, but setting your expectations way too low. You are allowing, you're not allowing yourself to reach your full potential because you don't believe you can. And that in itself is, again, detrimental. You're holding yourself back. You're not allowing yourself to shine. You're not allowing people to see what you're fully capable of. And you should definitely not put yourself on a on a string in that, in that sense. Uh, it's really about finding that, that, that perfect line, right? Between confidence and modesty or humbleness and just kind of treading that line very lightly. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm, I can be very arrogant sometimes, but I think if you, if you understand who you are in a way, you can kind of, you can kind of step over that line of confidence sometimes, just kind of dip your toe into arrogance. And, but you understand the fallback on your humbleness and really understand your limitations of who you are. Those are the, those are really the three biggest lies that I think anyway, that we tell ourselves for the most part, which, you know, denial, overconfidence, and then lacking, lacking that confidence or self-handicapping. And so with that in mind, you think, well, okay, fine. I tell myself those lies. Okay, whatever. But do you truly understand or know how much you deceive yourself? Like, I don't know how much I actually lie to myself. I think I know, but really, how do you gauge that, right? How do you have some kind of way to figure out where you stand with your self-deception? How aware are you? How mindful are you of that self-deception? And so I thought it'd be fun if we could kind of take a test together. So found this test created by Dale Paul Haas from the University of Columbia. And basically he has a test of seven questions and you uh, will gauge yourself with numbers 
And at the end, we're going to use these numbers to calculate your kind of score to kind of figure out where you sit on a level of self-deception. Uh, the test is called how honest are you with yourself? So I'm going to give you the, the, the rules here and then we can, we can go through these seven questions together. So you're going to answer, uh, it says seven questions. And you're going to answer these questions one through with a, with a uh, score of one through seven. One being not true, four somewhat true, seven very true. All right, so let me see here. Actually, let me, I'm going to write this down, I think. No, actually, yeah, I'll write it down. All right, so question one. My first impressions are always right. Hmm. Uh, I don't think so. I, I think I'm probably like a five on this like maybe somewhat true maybe it's like, like a four or five i feel for myself it's like kind of but sometimes you'd be completely wrong first impressions are kind of bullshit to be honest because you know everyone's presenting their representative when you first meet them that you're not really just being your complete self because you don't want to look like a jackass or you don't look like a nerd or anything like that so you're always like presenting like this mask of who you are so first impressions are kind of kind of you know bleh you got to really spend some time and someone to figure out who they are. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say a five for this. I won't go four. I feel that's too low. If I kind of give a feel of four, I'm going to say a five. I'm going to give my, be a little bit of the arrogance and say like kind of right. So I'm going to say a five for this one personally. All right. Question two. I don't care to know what, I don't care to know what other people really think of me. I will be honest. I, I really don't give a, I really don't care to, for the most part. Um, <laughs> For a while, when I was younger, I cared a lot. Like that really played a big part of my like psyche and not really truly embracing who I was because I cared what other people thought. But when I hit a certain age, I was kind of like, eh, whatever, fuck it. So I'm actually gonna give myself, hmm, I don't care to know. I don't care to know. I'm gonna say a six. I'm gonna say a, I wanna say if I ever say, I'm gonna say a six on this. I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna say very true, but I will say a six. I will say a six on this one. Number three, once I've made up my mind, other people can seldom change my opinion. Ooh, again, that's just pretty, I'm an Aquarius, so I'm pretty fixed. I'm pretty fixed. I'm pretty stubborn. So you really got to work hard for that, for me to change that opinion. Let me tell you that. Um, hmm. This is another like five or six for me. I don't know. I kind of want to say seven. That seems, I don't know, but my opinion can be changed though. If it's with logic and actual evidence, like I will have no problem changing my opinion at all. But you got to prove yourself to be right, though. Otherwise, I'm always right. <laughs> um, hmm. Hmm. Damn. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a six. I'm going to say a six again. I'm going to say a six again. I'm saying six again. All right. Number four. I am fully in control of my own fate. Nah, nah, definitely not. Definitely not. I'm going to go with, oh, I'm going to go with like a one or two on this one. Cause I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't feel that's that. No, absolutely. Not. I don't feel like that at all. I'm going to say a two. I'm going to say a two. Again, the numbers are one for being not true, four for being somewhat true and seven for being very true. So yeah, for this one, I am fully in control of my own fate. Yeah. I, that's definitely like a one or two. I'm going to say two, just to give myself that a one. I'm going to say a two, two here. Number five, I never regret my decisions. Oh boy. Ugh. I don't regret them now because I know they're, they're learning experiences, but like, damn, some things I wish I hadn't done. Damn, there's some things I just wish I had never done. <laughs> some choices I would have not made now. Um, 
So I can't say I'd never regret them. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say a four. I'm going to say somewhat true. I'm going to say four on this. I'm going to go right in the middle here. Four. Uh, number six. I am a completely rational person. Oh, I'm crazy as hell. So that's that's definitely not true. I'm 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 very rational logic. I'm very logical and I am very rational. I'm not crazy and rational, but I'm definitely crazy as hell. So we're gonna go with the number four. I'm gonna go with another four here. I'm gonna say somewhat. I'm gonna say somewhat. I'm, I, okay, now I'll give myself five. I'll say five. I'll say five. I'll give myself a little more than that. I'll say five. Uh, number seven. I am very confident of my judgments. I am very confident of my judgments. I don't really judge. Yeah, that's not true. Everyone has unconscious bias, right? So, hmm, this is like a three or four for me. I don't four somewhere true. I'm gonna say a little below that. I'm, uh, I don't know though. I feel like I'm pretty good at observing people and can make a good assessment of like people if I pay attention to them. I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna say four or five. Mm, four or five. I'll say a five. I'll say five. I'll say five. All right. So now we went through our seven questions. I'll say, here we go. For each question, give yourself a one point for answering six or seven. I've only, I answered six or seven for which one? One, two, for only two of them. I only answered six or seven ones. Yeah, okay, so I got two. I got two points. All right, so tally up. Give yourself one point for every question that you answered or six or seven to. I'm at two points. Let's see here. And the key says, the higher the score, the more self-deceptive you tend to be. Well, I have to say, out of, out of seven, I only got a two, so I'm pretty fucking good, I think. I think I'm pretty low on the self-deception scale. Uh, well, that's and it's, that's surprising, actually, because I, I, I kind of thought I would be higher. <laughs> but maybe all those years of previous lying to myself, I worked through all that shit. So we're better now. It's funny because I don't sometimes I don't think like I'm wiser, but then I look back and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely wiser because the way I look at life now and, and the things, the choices I would make, like hindsight, of course, is 2020. If I knew the things I knew now, it, my life would be so much different. Uh, things would be so different. Things would have played out so much differently. So yeah, I definitely lied to myself a lot in the past, but we've we've gotten better. And ho and hopefully this test maybe has like just been fun enough just to kind of like have you kind of get some idea of where you sit. Since it's out of seven questions, I'm going to say you can kind of base it on that. Um, for us, like percentage wise, so two out of seven, I think I'm that's relatively low. I would say on the self deception scale. But the higher you are, the more points you have, then the higher that uh, then it means you're more self deceptive, self deceptive you are. So keep that in mind, and and don't let the score like bother you either. Like if you got high on the score, if you tend to be someone who's a little more self deceptive at the moment, that's fine. I mean, we're we're all working towards being better, so just take that for what it is and try to start to understand and break down why you are self-deceptive or what causes you to have these kind of self-lies. So we're going to get into that a little bit, just a little bit. We're going to learn to detect self-deception, right? We're going to deconstruct it now. Let's talk about some ways to work to reduce our self-deceptiveness. How do you know if you're being honest? That was the main question I was asked by someone. How do you know when you're lying to yourself? How do you know when you're being honest? How can you judge that? There's only two main points that I'm going to talk about today um, that I feel has helped me the most and kind of how I have worked through understanding myself and being more mindful uh, and kind of working through my self-lies and, and deceiving myself in order to become, I think, a slightly better person than I was before. 
the two main things we want to talk about is about observing yourself and um, asking yourself questions in order to reveal your internal motives. If you can start to observe who you observe your actions and and figure out your motives, why you do certain things, you really can start to deconstruct yourself entirely and kind of figure out what makes you tick and the good, the bad, and the ugly and kind of work through your, your problems and work through all of your, your different issues you may have and things you want to sort out to be better. So along, so with observing yourself, the biggest thing that you're going to have to do is pay attention to your emotions. Sometimes we can be very reactive uh, and, and aggressive when things happen to us, whether it be like a, an obstacle or someone asks us a question or something comes up and you just have an emotion that kind of triggers you, you get triggered. Like, what, is that, what does that mean to be triggered? Understanding what triggers you and it causes you to be reactive or aggressive will help you understand and find out what issues in, in your life that you have that are resolved and unresolved. When you have unresolved things, it brings up anger usually, anger or resentment, some kind of negative emotion. And everyone reacts and, and kind of shows that emotion differently. So being able to observe how you react in situations, even if it's like post-mortem in a sense, like even if it's after the fact, even if it's after you've been angry or you've lashed out in someone, being able to come back to that moment and kind of do a self-analysis as to why you acted the way you did and why that particular emotion came up, it can actually help you figure out how to move forward and be better about that situation, how to like not have that be your reaction the next time it happens or even get yourself in a situation where that reaction can even manifest itself. Breaking down and kind of sitting in that emotion, understanding why this particular emotion, why sadness, why anger, why resentment, why disappointment, uh, why this particular emotion, figuring out why that emotion is, and then figuring out what that emotion is connected to. Is it connected to the exact present situation that's happening? Or is it based on a past situation that happened that's causing you to be triggered now? Usually I will be triggered with trust issues from people from the present, but it's completely based on my issues from the past and childhood and growing up and things like that, that have caused me to have these trust issues. And they manifest themselves in the present, obviously with the things that some certain people do. So understanding that emotion and understanding where it comes from, what unresolved issues those are, will help you be able to face those. And you might not, and you're not going to get it right the first time or the first couple of thousand times really. And it's going to probably take you a while to really work through that particular issue, whatever that may be, when you really find out what it is. Identifying the problem is half the battle. If you can identify what the issue is, then you can work on fixing it. If you can't identify the problem, you have no idea that there even is one. And if you see the problem and deny there's a problem, then you will never even work on it. And so recognizing your emotion, where it comes from, why that particular emotion is it based on present or past triggers will be the an ultimate key into being able to kind of observe your own internal your own internal motives and figure out what things you should and shouldn't work on what issues you have to work on what needs to be resolved and then figure out a way to a game plan a way to kind of work through those issues and resolve them and the one and the last biggest thing I'm going to talk about is going to be observe your behavior like emotions is one thing and behavior is something completely different because you may not even lash out at someone. You may just get angry eternally and, and bottle that up and like go and like hit a wall. You may be sad and just like, and hide it and just go and cry by yourself. You might be disappointed and just go and like have an anxiety attack. That's an anxiety attack. Like you don't have to have that emotion manifest itself right then and there. 
It may be something that prolongs itself throughout the month, throughout the week, throughout the day. And you have no idea, like, why are you feeling like this? Like, why would a fight I had Monday have anything to do with how I feel on Friday? Because emotions and behavior are separated. So observe your emotions, but also observe your behavior in the situation. Like, we always want to separate our behavior from our identity. Doing things in the past that I regret or things that I, that I, to me are were negative and horrible things or bad things that I did to other people that I feel bad about. And for a long time, not wanting to recognize that those are a part of me, kind of trying to separate them from my identity. That's the reason why I was able to continue to do some of the things or continue to down, just kind of do these, you know, negative actions because I separated them. I pretended like, oh, I'm not doing them because, you know, they're a part of me. I kind of separated. I was like, well, you know, it's part of like, Something, something that happened in my past or I have I have this excuse or, you know, uh, this is the reason why I'm doing it. It's not because of my me taking any personal accountability. It was always because of something else that someone else was doing. So we always try to separate our actions from our identity because it's safe, because it allows us to continue to act out and not take responsibility for that and not feel bad about it at the end of the day. So being able to observe your behavior and understand that your actions are still a part of who you are and connecting to who you are. They may not be you again in your in totality, like I said last week, but they are a part of you. Not wanting to believe that our actions reflect who we are is a big part of lying to ourselves. If once you can kind of say, I take responsibility for my actions, my actions are always a part of my identity, that they play a part in who I am, like that is something I've done. So obviously that's a part of me, no matter how bad or negative it is, it will allow us to, it'll allow you to not mask those problems because if you start to mask those issues and let that self-deception, that lying continue to happen, it stops you from growing. It stops you from changing. It stops you from improving because you're denying and you're sweeping under the rug and you're separating it from who you are and pretending that this, that you have some kind of excuse for your action. Take accountability for your actions. Observe your emotions. Observe your behavior. Start being mindful of your own internal motivations, your reactions to people. Be mindful of your reactions to certain situations. Find your triggers so you can really start to tap into who you are and stop lying to yourself. So I just want to close with this. If you can't be honest with yourself, you will never be honest with others because you will constantly need to feel like you need to wear a mask out of self-preservation or fear and you'll never be able to fully just let people see who you are because you will never truly know who you are. Be who you are. Start loving who you are. Start looking internally for your, your emotions, your triggers, your motivations. And start working on improving yourself day by day, consistently. Be intentional. Be honest. And be true. You have been listening to the Invisible Happiness Podcast. Thank you for joining me. The beats you're hearing at the beginning and ending of this show are by Benji at BenjiGuyBeats.com. Please check them out. If you wish to help support the podcast, please visit my Patreon as well. All information and links mentioned during the show will be listed in the show notes under every episode over at my website at TheInvisibleHappens.com. And remember, you deserve to be happy. And I want you to be happy. Hope you join me in the next one. So then.